Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys, welcome back. This is the Believe in Rams podcast. It's episode 146. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is your former Rams linebacker, Cameron Lynch. And today, our podcast is going to be about the battle for Los Angeles. No, not that really weird movie that came out in 2009, uh, but the actual battle for LA Rams versus Chargers. Uh, the Rams never coined this term, but mind you, this was the Chargers uh, marketing thing going on early on when they first moved. It didn't work well, and then people stopped seeing it everywhere. I wonder why. Uh, it's week 17. The Chargers have clinched the playoffs. Uh, the Rams are, of course, playing for pride, but... Hey, don't let that go by the wayside. This does matter. Raheem Morris uh, did speak with, uh, you know, reporters and said it matters. You know, he basically his words are once we're relevant again, this is really going to matter. And so, uh, yeah, excited to dive into it. Before we do, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review. And our friends over at betonline.ag have an ad read for me. So BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. They feature live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost all sports and games imaginable. Fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Cam, we always start with the burning question. Go. And the burning question is, does the battle for LA really matter? (laughs) Heck yeah. Heck yeah, it does, Jake. I'm from LA, and so this also reminds me of the Clippers and the Lakers. No matter where the Clippers are, no matter where the Lakers are uh, in their success during the career, it's always going to be a battle, right? The Lakers are always going to supersede the Clippers, right? Just the history of the Lakers, right? That that that's that's the thing. If you go to the Yankees and the Mets, it's always a battle. No matter where the Yankees are, no matter where the Mets are, it's going to be a battle. So. Of course, the battle of uh, battle of L.A. You got Brandon Staley at, at the Chargers, you know, going against his former head coach, uh, you know, at the Rams as well. So it, it's going to be a battle. You know, it's going to be like uh, almost like a, you know, like the Karate Kid and, you know, Mr. Miyagi almost where you got. Uh, Sean McVay to Mr. Miyagi, he's the coach whisperer. He's the football whisperer. And then you got the Karate Kid, right, and Brandon Staley, where he's finally making the playoffs since 2018. He has a hot shot quarterback, a great defense, so a decent defense. And so it'll be the battle of L.A. The Rams have to finish strong, like we always talk about on this podcast, Jake. Super excited to see this game on Sunday. Yeah, very excited to see the game. Um, also, like half the former Rams are on this team. I mean, Morgan Fox, we got Sebastian Joseph Day, Troy Reader. I had to make a list. Uh, so I'm <laughs> reading right off here. Sony Michelle and Gerald Everett. Uh, if I missed anyone, yell at me in the comments section. Wouldn't be surprised. It seems like, you know, former Rams just, you know, love going there. I uh, can't blame them. You know, if you're, if you're going to leave the Rams, you get to stay in the same stadium, you get to stay in LA. I, I mean, I, I think it's a, a no brainer. Also, you know, Brandon's daily is looking like a damn good head coach. Yeah. Um, going back to the burning question though, at least from my perspective, 
I feel like Battle for LA, it like it matters, like you said, but who is winning this right now? It's not even an argument. It's the Rams. Um, you know, I think the the biggest concern for fans was once they saw Justin Herbert get drafted uh by the Chargers, they're like, you know, oh crap, you know, like this guy is, you know, for real, he's legit, like this is gonna be a problem. Um you know, looking at it now, he's in year three when they drafted him, you know, it was 2020, the Rams had Jared Goff and they didn't really have a sense of where they were going with, with that, were they going to keep him? What were they going to do? And I think that was the big thing on talk shows cam is when, you know, the chargers got Justin Herbert and he started playing really well. They're like, well, only one team has a quarterback in LA <laughs> right now. And whether I agreed or disagreed with that or not, um, I understood, you know, the main focal point was that Herbert has superstar potential. And we saw that from Goff early on, but he wasn't that same quarterback by that time. And so, you know, I find that that was the interesting thing. But then you have to keep in mind, the Rams have been in two Super Bowls in the last four years. Only three teams can attest to that. The Patriots, the Rams and the Chiefs. So they're one of only three exclusive teams there. Um, they just won the Super Bowl. The Chargers didn't even make the Super Bowl last year. It's like, come so on, fam. <laughs> that's the thing. They're, they're back. They're back. They're in the they're in the playoffs. But you know, or, sorry, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They're back in the playoffs. Um, but I'll be honest, Cam. They haven't played many great teams. They haven't looked that great this year. You know, you, you play, you play, and I totally get that. Um, but you know, if the roles were reversed and the Rams were playing, you know, a third place schedule. Uh, maybe maybe the uh, season's a little bit different. So uh, we'll dive into it. The the Rams offense, Chargers defense. I mean, what to look for, Cam? I think, you know, right away, you're just trying to keep that momentum riding from last week. Uh, you know, you talk about the way Baker Mayfield was playing, Cam Akers and Tyler Higby. Uh, I did mention our last show, I expect the Chargers to kind of buckle down and, and try to shut down Tyler Higby maybe going a little overzealous to make sure he can't do anything. And which I think would open up an opportunity for an Atwell or a Van Jefferson or even both of them. Uh, but where do you see the Rams offense versus the Chargers defense in this one? Cam Akers, keep giving him the ball. I mean, he had three touchdowns. That's what we want, Jake. We talk about it every week on this podcast, run the ball. The Chargers aren't doing well at stopping the run. They can get to the passer now. They hit about five to six sacks against the Colts, right? That could easily be the Rams. Yeah. But running the football against the Chargers, I think that's going to be the best way to win this football game. Cam Akers is hot. you got a great backfield. you got a great quarterback that can sling the football. And you got guys that can catch the rock. Go to that 12 personnel like we talked about last week. I think, they, I think the Rams found some success with Hopkins there, with Higby, and then run the ball. Let's just run that football. We know Baker Mayfield can sling it. And also, too, on the flip side, you know, the Chargers can sling sling the football as well, right? And so that soft zone, the Chargers are eating up the soft zone for the Colts. And so it's going to be really important for Raheem Morris not to have a repeat of a Patrick Mahomes where he's eating up that soft zone. So it's going to be quite a battle. But I do think the Rams, if they run that football with Cam Akers, that's, that's the answer right there, I think. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I think when you you look at the season for the Chargers, they're more of a pass defensive team. Uh, they rank 10th or 9th in DVOA. Uh, as far as running the ball, you can run on them. They're 28th against the run. So I think this is another, you know, golden opportunity for the Rams to, you know, keep that, you know, cam train rolling. And actually, you know, I want to point something out. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. This was huge. This, this is, I think this is pretty big. If Cam Akers continues this, you know, trend. So last year, the Rams and, and, you know, obviously I thought it was a nice gesture, but it was more than that. The Rams last year put Cam Akers on the 53 uh, for the three games that was required for his pension credit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that looks good, you know, guys outside the organization see that and they're like, okay, all right, this, this is an organization. Double that cares, up, right? Yeah. So it's a win-win for the Rams though, because I don't know if you saw this, but Jordan Rodrigue uh, actually confirmed this. This is pretty cool news. Cam Akers will not be unrestricted in 2000 uh, in uh, 2024 because of that. He is now a restricted free agent, which I think, offers the potential where even though that position is very cutthroat in this league, if he does become what we think he can be. Okay. If he, if he continues on this train, right. And it's, it's been a tough year for him, mm -hmm. but he's starting to really come into his own. If he gets back on his horse, we're talking a potential really good running back. Who's a restricted free agent in 2024, offers the opportunity for the Rams to bring him back or they could get a first round pick out of him with that tender. So now you talk about, okay, that really nice gesture also went a long way as far as now acres is going to be a restrictive free agent in 2024. I think that was kind of a big deal. And when Jordan brought that up, I was like, man, I think I saw it before our podcast last time. And I just remembered to bring it up, but that's like, I mean, you were in the league, you know, like that's, that's a big deal. That's I mean, I know guys want to be unrestricted free agents. I get that. Um, but I mean, honestly, if Cam Akers keeps playing like this, I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. No, that's, that's a big deal. And like you mentioned, the Rams activating him to get his pension. I've heard many stories, Jake, where players play up until two to a certain amount of years and they fall short of that pension plan. And right. Like, this is why you play football. I played football since I was seven and I stopped when I was about, 27, 26, right? So 20 years where you finally get paid or you finally reap the benefits of what, what you put, put in, right? And so that's the pension. At the end of the day, anyone who works a regular yeah. nine to five, right? They work until they're 65 or whatever to get their pension. In football, if you play in the NFL for three and a half years, you get your pension. And I think that's really big on the Rams, the Rams behalf. Um, I don't know many other teams that are doing that. I know a lot of teams are cutting players prior to that because they don't want to have they don't want to have that payout. So big job for the Rams. Cam Akers coming back. I mean, it might be the cam train. You know, I know before, you know, with the fumbles and I know uh, Chandler Jones swiped one against him uh, when they played against uh, against the Raiders. But he's finding his way. Like you said, three touchdowns. He's getting his confidence in. I like to see the cam train. I like to see where this progresses. And he is a great backfield. It's a great backfield, great quarterback, great coaches. The, the Rams are coming along. It's actually really nice to talk about this. You know, Cam Akers finally moving the football. Um, the Rams coming along. It's, it's the last two weeks of the season. You know, it is a little too late. Yeah. But the offseason will be strong because of what they're putting in now. So um, a lot of exciting stuff to see.
No, I agree. And, and I do want to, you know, say, cause I know there are a lot of people that are like, well, you were all over, you know, Kyron Williams, where's that love? And I'm like, well, the guy's not getting the ball a lot. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, those, those two runs by Kyron Williams, man, they were just as good as the three touchdowns, but can't, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I think over time, I think Kyron is going to be, you know, he's going to have more of an offensive uh, stranglehold. But what I will say is if this is working, keep what's working. This has been our, our mantra Mm -hmm. of this podcast is that it's not that the Rams have never figured things out. They find things in games and literally do the exact opposite <laughs> of what is working. Yeah. I, I mean, we've seen it like the Packers game, like, Oh, you, you're running the ball. Well, with cam Akers, let's stop running the ball. Even though the other team's running it 32 times with running backs, let's only run it 14 <laughs> against the defense. You can run all over. Yeah, you just got to hold your if face. The Rams like, can, uh. Oh yeah. If the Rams can continue th- this train, right. Um, you know, this is the team to do it against 28th in DVOA, you know, against the run. I, I just think that this is, this is honestly a no brainer. And whether this ends up as an acres backfield next year, or they trade him in the off season. Like this is value for him. This is value for the Rams. Like teams are going to start looking at this guy and be like, man, I, I know we weren't interested in training for him during the trade deadline, but you guys, we, we need some help. Do you mind? Like, we'll give you a third or a second, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, I think, you know, there, there's not a guarantee he's back just because how, you know, brutal this, this business is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, one day, you know, he could be the, the FedEx ground player of the week, which he was, um, and, you know, had three touchdowns and then what, four weeks later, he's on another team traded. I mean, Anderson. Jared Goff was playing his tail off in the, uh, the playoff game against the Packers. Let's not forget that, um, you know, in 2021, like that playoff, the 2020 to 2021 playoff game and they lose. And then not long after Matthew Stafford is traded to the Rams and he's traded. To the <laughs> it's a cold, Lions. it's a cold world, man. It's a cold world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody's safe except for Aaron Donald, because man, does that guy, it, he'll leave when he wants to leave. He, he's not getting traded. Like, yeah. he, but he, you know, it's like guys like him, like he's safe. Stafford's safe. Cup is safe. I still can't say definitively if Ramsey's safe or not. Yeah. Cause I've seen it. You know, we saw Marcus Peters get traded. We saw Akib Tlaib get traded. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Akib Tlaib and Marcus Peters got traded mid season. Mm. Like, in the middle of a playoff race. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've, I've seen it all. I, I would be surprised what happens. Um, but with that said, you know, looking over at the defense, the Rams talk about, you know, the, the young guns, the, the, the rambling Rams, yeah. if you will. Um, look, they, they have really gotten things going. Uh, you know, I, I'm really impressed with what Raheem Morris is doing with just, it's not a second string defense, which I really wish people would stop saying um, <laughs> because I, I think that discredits who's out there, yeah. um, but it, it's not their starting defense, right? You know, it, it's not. And I really like what they're doing. And I'll be honest with you, Cam. I don't think the safety play is spectacular in LA. I don't think it's been spectacular in LA. I think their best safety in the Sean McVay era has been John Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, 
with that said, that puts a lot of pressure on a Ramsey, on a Troy Hill, on a Jacoby Durant, hell, even on the the front. But I still think they're they're making the most of it, and it's exciting because you know, bittersweet. I mean, I like Nick Scott, you know, Taylor Rapp has had his moments, but he's also, you know, he's had a few interceptions as well. Um, But, you know, we're talking next year, they're both going to be free agents. So if that's a position where the Rams are like, Hey, we like what we see here. We like what we see here. Safety. We could upgrade. You're no longer that team that like, we just want a Super Bowl. We can't afford to do that. That's not right. Like we got to roll with now you can make those moves and so, you know, I think when you have guys like Hoyt and, you know, Daniel Hardy and like, you know, these young guys like Kobe Durant that we're talking about, um, it gets you excited because basically they're they're shoring up what we already kind of suspected might be an issue. And now you're starting to be like, all right, like bring on Michael Hoyt next year. Yeah. Right. But then in the back end, the secondary, you know, now you have two rookies who were interested in and, uh, you know, Quentin Lake and Ross East. And then, you know, they could also look outside the organization for help as well. Yeah, you got the Kobe Durant. I think you mentioned it. That's the most exciting thing cooking right now with the Rams. Baker Mayfield and it's the Kobe Durant. I'm excited to see him against Justin Herbert. You know, we know they're going to throw to Keenan Allen. We know that, (laughs) right? He's been targeted 14 times the last game against the Colts. Keenan Allen will get the football. Oh, yeah. So, Kobe Durant, where would he be at? Where would Jalen Ramsey be? Right? Uh, you got Mike Williams playing as well. So, I would like to see Kobe Durant line up against Mike Williams because he's the second target, right? I would think, Jared, uh, I would think that Jalen Ramsey would cover uh, your, you know, your the top receiver and then Kobe Durant cover your second receiver. And then maybe you get some interceptions, you get taken back to the house. And I think just this week specifically, I think the Rams could really focus on getting a turnover in the first to second series, right? Getting yes. Justin Herbert off his rhythm, forcing, really forcing, forcing the Chargers to run the football. If they could take away the pass, because we know the Chargers will pass the football. They're ranked like top 10, top 15 in, in passing in the in the NFL. I think they're three. Yeah, they're three. And so the fact that they we know that they're going to pass the football if the DBs can just back up, right, don't let any ball go above their head, and then also to the soft zone behind the linebackers, Justin Herbert loves that that nice little pass over the linebackers uh, to Keaton Allen. So if the if the Rams can take that away and force and force the run game, Eckler he's a beast, he's a beast, right? But they haven't been running the ball, he is, you know, too well. He, he's been finding the end zone, but they haven't been running the ball too well this year. So if if the Rams can force the Chargers to run the football and stop the air raid. I think we're going to see something good in the Kobe Durant get his hands on one or two of those footballs, man. And it's going to be a great show. So I think you mentioned it, right? We all, we're all excited to see him play, um, to see Hoy. I, I know we're going to hop into our, our X factors here pretty soon, but um, I think, you know, where, where I'm leaning towards uh, when it comes to just the X factor with the Rams and the defense with the Kobe Durant, um, just the performance he put on the prior week. Um, and then you got Hoyt as well. I think he's coming along nicely. I know we talked about him going from 310 to 275 or 285, 295, but I think those guys will come along really, really nicely. And then Greg Gaines as well. I mean, we can't sleep on him, right? Can't sleep on Greg Gaines. He's always always been someone to show up and show out. And so I'm excited to see this Rams defense play this week. Yeah, it's once again, I already kind of mentioned it, but it's once again a really good opportunity for the Rams because I don't like it's a playoff team. So you beat a playoff team, you feel good, 
but I don't feel like this team is going to, is that tough, right? You look at their, their pass and you look at their run attack. I don't know why. I mean, it could fall on, you know, Lombardi, you know, their, their offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know why cam that like, I watched this team and I'm like, why are they only scoring 17 points in this game? You know, they, you know, like the Colts game, they won cause Nick Foles threw away the game. He threw three interceptions. Yeah. They, I mean that, that was still a game. And he got sacked it, like it, seven it ends times. Up being 20 to three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like ends up being 20 to three. There's something weird about this offense. It's why I'm not super confident in them going in the playoffs. And I don't think they're a great football team by any stretch. And I do think there's an opportunity here for the Rams to, you know, take advantage of that. Um, what if I told you, and this sounds absolutely insane, but in DVOA rating, the Rams are ahead of them in just about every category. Mm. I mean, even the offense ahead of them in every offensive category, passing and rushing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that says a lot, you know, Herbert's great. Um, but, you know, even he hasn't been like the Herbert that we were expecting. Uh, not a ton of touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, you know, he throws for a lot of yards, no doubt. But, you know, I think without Keenan Allen, I think this offense has been lacking. I think with him back, it's starting to get a little bit more sense of what it can be. But like you said, they haven't really done a good job running the ball. Eckler, he's great, but he's great as a pass catcher more so. Uh, it's hard to run the ball this year. They have a lot of injuries, to be fair, on their offensive line. Um, the main one, you know, their their left tackle is out. And, you know, I, I get that. I mean, but it just, it doesn't seem like an offense where I'm, I'm sitting here like, yeah, you know, you have Mike Williams, you have Josh Palmer, you have Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter's explosive. You got Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, Sony Michelle, and then, you know, Gerald Everett and Justin Herbert. And I just don't feel like this team is playing up to how much talent they have on the offense. Yeah, it's really, so I do think it's an opportunity for that reason. Yeah, I, th- I really think it's their defense. I mean, the, the last game against the Colts, their defense got an interception. I think the second series, Derwin James was going off. I know he got uh, he got kicked out of the game for some targeting, but he did. He had a crazy interception. You know, I think the defense is on fire, right? They, you know, Khalil Mack. Uh, we talked about just some of their. The interior linemen, uh, their linebackers, I think they have a great defense. Similar to the Rams, right, where the Rams defense has been balling out and they're, you know, picking up their offense. And like you said, the Chargers offense hasn't really been like that. But that Chargers defense now, they're coming after the quarterback. And so Baker Mayfield's going to have to get rid of that football really, really fast, right, or a lot of play-action pass just to get, get on edges. Because Nick Foles, I mean, he was – the Colts, they were suffering <laughs> last game. I watched the replay, and they were suffering. I mean, sacked, Brutal. I mean, back-to-back. Back. And so Nick Foles just hopped into the lineup, right? He's been sitting behind Matt Ryan. But I think when it comes to the Rams' offensive line, protect the football because the Chargers are going to come after it. They had, I think, I think, three interceptions last game. So protect the football, protect the quarterback, and things will be just fine. But I, I know that... Um, you know, when it comes to the Rams, when it comes to the run game specifically, that's the best way to get it going. We talk about Cam Akers getting it going, protecting that football. And yeah, just just score some touchdowns, right? You got to score some touchdowns. And, and this is the battle of, of L.A., you know, um, you know, when it comes to the Chargers and their head coach, he's going to he's going to be gunning. Right. He's, he's going against his former team. And he's going to he's going to pull out all the stops. So I don't think the Rams can just sit back this game at all. I think they're going to have to be on full tilt and make sure they protect that football against that Chargers defense for sure. 
I gotta say, Cam, before we get into the X factors, how lucky are we that this team isn't tanking like some of the other teams that aren't gonna tell you they're tanking, <laughs> but they're clearly tanking? <laughs> That'd be sad. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, it's sad, and I hate it because I mean, you were a player in the league. I, I'm sure it it bothers you just the thought. You go out there, you put your body on the line just for you know the guys upstairs to be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> that quarterback that's going to give you the, the biggest chance to win the game. Let's not play him. Let's play the other guy that way. You know, we're thinking long-term we're thinking draft pick and you're like, wait a minute. So this is a lose, lose situation for me. I'm out here busting my ass, putting my body on the line, my life on the line in a lot of aspects. And you're sitting over here trying to tank for a draft pick, which is ultimately going to replace me next year. Exactly. I mean, you know, and that's the thing I think that, gets lost on a lot of people is that it's not just like this, you know, innocent thing. It's honestly like it just further, you know, exemplifies how brutal this business is Mm -hmm. because it's happening. And we can't just deny that like tanking is happening in this league. Yeah. It's absolutely happening. Think about the Dolphins. The Rams aren't doing Think about it. the Dolphins with Brian Flores, right? I, I saw something come out that he would get paid a hundred thousand dollars per game that he tanked. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. like these guys are out in Miami, Florida in the heat, running around, tackling Brutal. people, hitting people just to lose a game. And so, yes, to your point, right, like for fans out there, people who are watching the game and love the game, it's not only the players. It's it, it always starts from top down. And so whenever top whenever teams aren't doing well, of course, you look at the players, but then you have to look at the coaches next. Right. You have to look at the training staff as well. You think about the Rams not being healthy. What is the training staff doing? Then you got to go up and up and up. And so I think that's really important. And then also going back to your uh, your other point where no one is safe in this league. Right. You talk about Jalen Ramsey possibly not being safe. And I think we talked about this on our earlier podcast that we did. But whenever you're at the top or the bottom uh, of that uh, of that totem pole, the most eyes are on you because you're like, okay, uh, Aaron Donald, what is he going to do this year? Right. He's always going to perform. Uh, what are are my next guys going to do Cooper cup? And then you go to the guys at the very bottom, who can we get rid of? Right. For, for a low amount, what does that look like? And so usually in that middle, that's, that's where the, the sweet spot is. So you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know, you're not doing too much. And so I think, it's a very it's a very interesting game, Jake, and it's just more it's more than X's and O's when it comes to the NFL. So, um, you know, but we'll see. Like you said, going back to your point with the Rams not tanking, that's what we like to see as Rams fans. We don't want to see that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also entertainment, too, for like the audience, like you're like you're saying. So it's like, who's going to want to watch that? And now now you have people playing like that's actually one of my biggest issues with the NBA. It's not just necessarily the tanking. It's that you pay X amount of dollars to go to an NBA game. And like, I always made this, you know, joke, but it's, it was true back when you had the big three in San Antonio, uh, Tim Duncan, Monty Ginobili and Tony Parker. And, you know, it, it would be like even Kawhi Leonard, like they all would be sitting out for load management. I'm like, <laughs> that that's a game that someone paid like, you know, hundreds of dollars to go and see. And then you don't even have your, like people go to see stars. People go to see their favorite players. And it, I don't know that just, that bothers me. And another thing that bothers me is when I think of tanking, I think of uh, Ryan Shazier. Think about it. Ryan Shazier's life is forever changed. Mm. Right. And he's doing a great job and and he's he just seems like an outstanding person. But the problem is that, yes, his life 
has altered has been altered forever since that hit mm-hmm. right and he will ne- he can never play again right so what if that was the game that you were tanking how bad do uh, you feel that gave me as chills owner, that gave me chills Jake. as yeah. a gm you know as a coach if that and and the steelers are a great organization they're not tanking but they're doing the opposite they're still in the playoff race <laughs> but this is what i'm talking about mm-hmm. is that like can you imagine that let's put yourself in like ryan Shazer's shoes if it came out that they were tanking in in that game obviously they weren't but in like that happens in a game where it's obvious that you're tanking sick you're sick <laughs> i mean now his life has changed forever for a meaningless game yeah yeah because you you weren't putting in your all and he was yeah and that's how and that's how i look at yeah, it yeah yeah you're right and another thing too when it comes to actually players tanking right and not finishing strong they get a lot of times they can hurt other players just by their lack of play you know when players aren't going full yeah. speed and not giving their all that can injure someone right at different angles you know exactly players coming in for a tackle and the guy's kind of like run the ball but he's like ah i'm trying to get over get the season over with you know let me lay down you know guys can step wrong guys can move wrong because they anticipate a full speed move when the person's not doing that. So you just take that to the front office, right? When when an organization yeah. is looking to tank, they're not looking to go full speed and finish strong. Things happen. So to your point, Ryan Shazier, that that's just tragic, and that's that's a that's one instance that we saw, right? But imagine other things, whereas either minor injuries that build up into something bigger, someone sees and you know, someone's exactly. career is over with. So you're right. It's important to finish strong. And he's back to the original point. The Rams aren't taking the Rams are finishing strong and they're kicking ass. It's good to see. Yes. Yes. It is good to see. We're talking, we're, we're previewing a game week 17 that this team is five and 10 going into and <laughs> we're enjoying it. We're, we're having the time of our lives over here. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like let's move, you know, we'll, we'll move away from that. Cause that's a, a solemn grim point, but the point still stands as, as you were saying, um, moving on to the X factors here, I'll start off with the chargers. I'll go with the offense, uh, cam. I'm going to go with, uh, first off, I think he's having a really good year, uh, considering what they've asked him to do. Doesn't get talked about a lot. Deandre Carter, uh, you know, look, the Rams have a guy like Deandre Carter in Brandon Powell, who's only 47 yards away from a thousand yard total all purpose yard season. So shout out to him. Um, but DeAndre Carter is explosive as a returner. He's explosive as a slot receiver. You know, he can line up and, you know, he can take bubble screens and, you know, can make guys miss. And, you know, he can also be an end around thread. I think when you look at X factor, you know, you don't really think about, you know, the top guys, right? Mm -hmm. You think about guys like him that are more dark horse. And I think, you know, DeAndre Carter has had a pretty solid season for being the wide receiver four in that room. So I would say him for the offense, uh, for the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with a former Ram here because you have to, right. Uh, you know, going into this game, revenge games we we touched on this uh, a few podcasts ago they matter yeah they they matter they absolutely matter no one can say they don't so i have my pick of the litter here i could go with morgan fox i could go with sebastian joseph day i could go with troy reader but i'm going to go with morgan fox Mm -hmm. sebastian joseph day didn't get paid i get that you know he might be a little bitter right (laughs) like okay but at the same time he won a super bowl with these guys 
I'm going to go with Morgan Fox. He didn't get the Super Bowl. He was gone. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't bring him back. So, you know, I'm I'm over there. I'm looking at, you know, what they're doing with Michael Hoyt. And I'm like, hey, that was me. Like, what, <laughs> what are you? That, that was me. So Morgan Fox is going to come after Baker Mayfield with a vengeance. Agreed. Nothing against Mayfield. I think he's just, you know, he's definitely um I think this is this is the X factor to to watch on that defense because I mean there are guys like Khalil Mack and you know Nasir Adderley and you know I, I'm not gonna Asante Samuel like those aren't obvious. X factors to me yeah. those are yeah those are obvious guys yeah. uh, but a, an X factor to me Morgan Fox agreed I mean he had two sacks last game he's it's a vengeance game we talked about a Bobby Wagner right whenever Bobby Wagner plays against Seattle plays against Russell Wilson. He goes off, oh, and I have a feeling we learned the Russell Wilson part pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that really. Patrick Starr, <laughs> you see that? Yeah, yeah, really quickly, <laughs> really quick. That voiceover, yeah, that was oh. cool. The Nickelodeon piece, yeah. But, oh man, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. But you know, it, I think like you said Morgan Fox is definitely going to go off. Uh, I'm going to add to the X Factor side on the Chargers, and I'm going to go Kenneth Murray, uh, number nine, their linebacker. He great in coverage, great in the pass rush. I think, you know, focus on Khalil Mack. Where's Khalil Mack? Let's make sure we slide the pressure to Khalil. But I do think Kenneth Murray is going to be one of those guys that's going to cause some disruption, uh, whether he's blitzing, whether he's in coverage. Uh, he's done an excellent job against against the Colts there. So I'm going to go Kenneth uh, as my X factor on the defensive side and on, on the offensive side. I'm going to go Mike Will. What they say, Mike Will made it. I think this guy, he's explosive, um, especially in the screen game as well. I know we talk about Keenan Allen a lot. Keenan Allen's going to get the ball 14 to 11 times, or he didn't target it that many times. Mike Will, I think if the Rams decide to double team Keenan Allen, wink, wink, right? Mike Will should be that open guy. And so making sure that, uh, you know, our guy, Kobe Durant, is glued on to him for sure, because I think he can be a, a big game changer, a big X factor, right? If we don't watch out for him. So um, I know we talked about the, the charger side. I'll pass the ball to you for the, for the Rams X factors. Yes. So we'll start off with the defense and I'm sorry, I got to do it. I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious, but can you really call it obvious? Cause this guy is up and coming. It's Dakota Durant. I mean, the guy is absolutely dynamic. And Cam, I actually want to pitch something to you because I tweeted this out and I was watching tape of Marcus Jones. And I'm like, you know what? You know what would be really cool? And I'm not saying doing it now, but if they use Dakota Durant on offense, like uh, the Patriots do with my Marcus Jones, mm-hmm. he's got that same speed. He's, you know, that stocky corner. I feel like, like the change of direction, everything to me, like t- people talk about the danger of that. How is there danger when you're talking about a guy that already plays on the defensive side of the ball, a guy that picks off passes and runs them back for six? Like he's already done that, mm-hmm. right? He's had contact. It wouldn't be the first time. And if, you know, you try a bubble screen and he, it gets blown up and he gets hit, you you think that's the first time he's made contact like in the process of catching a football? No, it's different. If you put Aaron Donald on offense, that's different. Like that, you know, <laughs> then you have guys that are like, man, you cost us a Super Bowl. You cost us this. I'm going to dive at your knee. I'm going to take you out of the game. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Dakota Durant, though, uh, I would like to see utilized as Marcus Jones, but with a caveat here, and this is important, not this year and not until the playoff push next year, maybe even the playoffs next year. I think that's something that Sean McVay 
who is a copycat in this league. I mean, it's a copycat league, right? You know, he'll steal plays. He And and I credit him for that because stealing in the NFL is smart. Stealing everywhere else, not so much. <laughs> so when you're stealing from Andy Reid and you're taking that 2017 seam buster, uh, the skinny post to Kareem Hunt over the middle, and you're watching that, you're taking that from Sunday Night Football and then you're putting it the next week for Todd Gurley to do against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think you might've been there for that, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, that's a really good move Uh, last year or not last year, two years ago in the, uh, the playoff game against the Packers, they ran the, the hook and ladder. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, Van Jefferson to cam Akers to get the two point conversion. Mm -hmm. Well, guess who ran that play earlier? It was the dolphins to beat the Patriots in week 17. So Sean McVay, it's one of those things he has copied you know, players, before, uh, you know, plays before. And then I actually made a video about this. Um, and I totally forgot the guy's name, but the fullback for the uh, bills, right? The way they were using him, the yeah. way they're motioning him in and out. What was Pat that? DeMarco. Uh, or it the other no, fullback? It was, uh, yeah. It's, it's another guy. He's like a, a hybrid fullback tight end. Mm-hmm. As soon as they played the Rams, the next week, Sean McVay has Ben Skoranek at fullback. Mm. See, he he copies. So I think I'm going to call it now on this show. All right. And you could go back next year. I don't think you will, but you can go back to this podcast next year when he uses Jacoby Durant as Marcus Jones on the offensive side. I like that. Won't happen this year. Shouldn't happen this year. That Don't want to put that on tape. <laughs> you don't want teams to look out for that. Yeah. But next year... I think it'll happen. I like that because Deion Sanders mentioned he felt like he could have been a Hall of Fame wide receiver, right? And he's a Hall of Fame DB. So I think after seeing that, I'm sure people would get an idea. And another thing too, Jake, when it comes to these skill players, right? It's like a lot of these guys that are deep defensive backs, wide receivers, they, they're on the same special teams units, right? They do the same thing on special teams. So there's a lot of crossover, right? There's always a receiver that thinks they can play defensive back and there's a defensive back that think they can play receiver. Same thing for a linebacker. We think we can play running back and vice versa. So there's always that crossover. And especially when you play special teams, you have to be selfless. You have to return punts. You know, you got DBs returning punts. You got receivers returning punts. And so you have to be multifaceted. So to ask a skill player to do to play receiver to do something that they've always kind of really been doing, it's not that big of an ask, right? You, you you throw them in on the offensive side a couple series per practice. You know, you build that up over time, and then next thing you know, the Kobe Durant's running a nine route, right, catching the bomb yeah. in the end zone. So it's not it's not too far off, and I love that cross training because a lot of times you you know you feel like your best athlete can be a defensive back and. I think we went over the numbers, right? He's leading the league in yards after interception. So clearly he knows Insanity. he knows what to do with the football. So why not give him the football more? So that makes a lot of sense, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and there's another guy who could be in that conversation too. If you don't want to do Jacoby Durant, Robert Rochelle, and then you can mix those up next year. Robert Rochelle is a former wide receiver turned defensive back. So he's already in college, you know, like he was a wide receiver and then he, yeah. So I just think, you know, you get those guys with those elite traits, you just find different ways to win football games. And that's, that's a way, man, you know, (laughs) but uh, you know, that was just something I would throw out there. I know we were talking about X factors, 
So I will get back to the program uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with Bryson Hopkins. Uh, look, he just had 57 yards on three catches last week. I believe I could be wrong, but I think it's close mm-hmm. enough. I'm not looking at it. So he just had a good game last week. The point still stands. And I think it's time to finally like really incorporate him in the offense. You got to see what you have in him. I, I don't mind them drafting a tight end next year or signing a guy. I mean, our guy, OJ Howard that we've mentioned now twice on the show. Um, <laughs> I think he makes sense next year. I do, but Bryson Hopkins doesn't have to go. And I think we should, we saw that last week. He still has, you know, there's still equity in, in Bryson Hopkins in this offense. And I, I think we really need to see more out of him. So I think he's the X factor here uh, for the, you know, the simple fact that, look, you know, Higby balled out last week, but you don't think that the Chargers are going to try to shut down Tyler Higby. You're out of your damn mind. Right. You know, yeah. they, they watch that tape they're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I think Hopkins can reap the benefits because of it. I agree, right? They're going to say, hey, double team Higby. I hope they're saying right now in the defense room, we need to double team this guy because he's a big he's a big play factor. And Higby, when it comes to the tight end position, is very bang, bang. You always see Higby with that shoulder. He always gets those dead arms. Well, that's where Hopkins can come in, right? That's where that next year that O.G. Howard can come in. A lot of times teams run three tight ends at 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends to run the football. <laughs> and that's what we want the Rams to do is to run the football. So if we add more tight ends into the gameplay, it's going to be a win-win. So I love that X factor there. Um, for me, for my X factor, I'll stay on the offensive side. Big play Van Jefferson, right? I think he was a little quiet last week. He had a couple spot routes, right? You know, convert first downs. But I think versus the Chargers, the BPV. There you go. BP, BPV, right? So I... <laughs> I think when it comes to playing the Chargers, you know, Battle of of L.A., who's the guy that's going to make the big play? Big play Van. Come on, big BPV, big play Van. So I do. I believe in Van Van Jefferson. Um, He's been making them all year, you know, against the Cardinals, against the Seahawks. I mean, just, you know, they're losing, but he catches big, big, uh, big catches in the end zone and scores big for the Rams. So I'm really going to look out for him this game to step up. And they have two games left. So um, let's see what he does. And then our guy, Michael Hoyt. I mean, come on, man. I know you I know you went uh, Jacoby Durant, so I'm going to have to go our guy, Hoyt. Uh, he had two sacks last week, I think, this week. I think he gets more, right? Uh, you know, you got Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is susceptible to the sack. He's going to he's he's gonna get sacked, right? And so um, if Hoyt can get back there, if Gaines can get, get back there, I think it's going to be a, a great night for him. Um and then maybe he can work his way into the starting lineup next year, right? You never know. I think Hoy is playing for more than just the battle of L.A., the battle of, you know, to finish the season strong. He's playing for next year. And a lot of other teams are looking at him like, whoa, we might have a ball player on our hands, right? 300-pound, you know, outside linebacker. But if we get him down to that 295, 285, he could be a real threat. So I, I like Hoy as, as my X factor. I think he... Strip sack. I need a strip sack. You know, something knock that football out because he gets back. Oh, yeah. He gets back there. I think he needs to get a strip sack. Um, and, and I'm liking this. I'm liking what what the Rams are going to put together. Um, man, that that last win against, win against the Broncos really energized me. Um, Fifty points. So they're going to have to carry that momentum and bring it to the Chargers for sure. Yeah, I, especially after the Packers game, because you're thinking, ah, oh, maybe we were just wrong. Maybe it was just a one game thing with Baker, and then we see you know, the Broncos game and they just like beat the brakes off them. And 
you know, I mean, I let I mean, that's what happened, you know, and it's, it's just, I don't know, but going into this game, we have the final score prediction and we'll, we'll wrap it up. But uh, I got to say going into the final score prediction, uh, keep this in mind. Okay. Raheem Morris doesn't have to say, it doesn't matter who he's going against. Right. But we know, okay. Raheem, we know you won the super bowl. You were the defensive coordinator that won the super bowl. You get more flack than Brandon Staley ever did. Uh, I will actually go on record and say, I've never seen a coach more disrespected than Raheem Morris. Mm. It does not matter if they, they give up three points, zero points, 10 points. It does not matter. He's always blamed. He was still getting blamed in the 51 to 14 <laughs> beatdown of the Broncos. Well, how does he get open there? That was dude. <laughs> like, Watch other games around the league and then come back to me because when people are only on Raheem Morris's case, it just kind of shows me that you're not watching a lot of football down the, like besides the Rams, which that's fine. That's your prerogative. But like watch more games, educate yourself a little bit more. Raheem Morris is a damn good defensive coordinator. He may have his moments because let's be honest here. Sean McVay has a lot of control of the defense. That was the whole point when they got rid of Wade Phillips, they moved on from him. It was that Sean McVay took the training wheels off. Now he has more, you know, stock in the defense. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, now he can also tell Raheem, Hey, I want you to run this. It's not always Raheem's fault. I tried to explain this to people just because they're running the, like the bend don't break. And also they were more aggressive this past game. They didn't run as much bend don't break. But when they do, you have to understand that it was predetermined coming into this year. You run the bend, don't break. We have an offense that's going to score more than 20 points. If you hold them under 20 a game, we're going to win the majority of our games. That's just the way the bend, don't break works. Field goals, you score touchdowns, you win. But that's not what happened. There was a lot of injuries. The offense didn't live up to expectations. And even though the defense having to trot back out on, on the field consistently, three and out here, three and out here, no points here, no points there, no complaining, no implosion. And that's because Raheem Morris kept that, that unit pumping. Those guys are celebrating beating the Broncos like they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that is because Raheem Morris has instilled this confidence in his defense. And in addition to that, he's part of the we not mean culture. He he exemplifies exactly what it means to be a part of Sean McVay's coaching staff. And I just think, you know, if this is the last year for Raheem Morris, you shouldn't be celebrating and you definitely shouldn't be talking about, oh, we get picks. It's not about that. I think Raheem Morris will be back next year. And I think he's going to be back with a vengeance. And I mean, this guy already, there's only two defensive coordinators in the history of the Rams that have won a Super Bowl. And he's one of them. Yeah, Raheem Morris, uh, he balls out, right? I think we always talk about it, the, the bend, don't break. There's always those soft zones. But when you think about it, they're on the field more than other defenses are, right? When the offense is punting the ball all the time, I'm sure Raheem Morris probably sick and tired of seeing Riley Dixon punt the football because the offense <laughs> turned it over, right? And I think that, you know, that's a wear and tear on the body. 17 games out of the season, when your offense isn't doing well, the time of possession it really leans on the side of the other team. That means your guys are running that much more. Your guys are tackling that much more. And that's that wears out on you. And so the fact that they're getting better towards the back end of the season, I think, says a lot about him. Right. Um, it says that, hey, yeah. you know, the beginning didn't go so well. Offense gets banged up. You know, our starting quarterback, keep you one goes down and he, he's still fighting. Bobby Wagner still being an anchor to that defense. And I, I, I see it a lot on the broadcast. And you always mention this. 
Bobby Wagner's Mr. Consistency on that defense. Big, he makes the big plays when he can, right? Seahawks, Broncos, the Benjamins games. But he's always in the right spot and where he needs to be to get the defense to where they need to be. And so Raheem Morris, you know, you got to give the man his flowers, you know, while you can. You know, the Rams the Rams fans are like, oh, like, you know, like I said, blaming him. But if Raheem Morris is gone and somebody else comes in, we don't want to say, oh, man, I wish we had Raheem again. You know, we don't want that. And so enjoying him while, he, while we can before he becomes a head coach again somewhere else. Um, getting Aaron Donald back healthy, getting Ramsey some help. I think we're going to see a, a, a more improved defense next year, more turnovers, more sacks. And so he's he just holding on while, while he can, and they're getting better towards the end of the year. So great job by Raheem Morris. I I absolutely agree. Um, so uh, score prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27-24 Ramos, you know, battle L.A., you know, the Rams are like the Lakers, you know, Chargers are like the Clippers. So I'm always going to go, I'm always going to go with the Lakers slash the Rams. But, uh, you know, Rams on this one, 27 and 20, 20, uh, I said 23, 23. Rams, 27, 23. I think Baker Mayfield balls out. I think the Rams get takeaways on defense. They shut Justin Herbert down the best they can. Um, he hasn't been putting the ball in the end zone, like you said, with the pass. So I think they shut the pass down. They force him to run. And yeah, this the Rams win big. I'm going to say 24, 17 Rams. Uh, I think that they are, I, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I think they're a better team. I think they're better than the chargers. I really do. I mean, maybe with the chargers fully healthy, maybe not, but also with the Rams fully healthy, I think they're better anyway. <laughs> uh, so I think right now, I think you have Justin Herbert, who's the, the sexier, you know, name out there. Um, but I think the Rams are a better team. And I, I think, you know, you look at who the Chargers have played. I haven't been overly impressed with the Chargers this year. And I, I know that just comes off as like, oh, he's bitter. I don't have anything against the Chargers. I don't <laughs> live in L.A. So the, the battle for L.A. was silly for me because all I see is, yes, you, you were the first team in L.A. The Chargers were, believe it or not. Uh, but they weren't there long. They were only there one year. And then they moved back and, you know, it, it's like, the Rams go to the Super Bowl in 2018. The Rams win a suit. Like, there's no battle here, right? <laughs> like, I just see like the Rams are just better. And, you know, and I don't live there. So it's not like I'm offended by the Chargers' success. But when you look at the Colts game, I know it was in Indy. Uh, but if you look at the Colts game, I mean, that should have been an absolute beatdown. And Nick Foles threw three interceptions and they only lost by 17. Yeah. Uh, you look at the Titans game. This Titans team. It's not good right now. Okay. I know they still have a chance to somehow win the division. That's just because the Jaguars got off to such a horrible start. Uh, but I think the Jaguars are going to kick the crap out of them. Um, that Titans game was close. Shouldn't have been like, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, they beat the dolphins 23, 17, like, you know, they, they're not, they're not a dominant team. They lost to the Raiders 27, 20. They barely beat the Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, they lost to the chiefs 30 to 27. They lost to the 49ers. They barely beat the Falcons. They beat Seattle. They barely beat the Broncos. They barely beat the Browns. They beat the Texans by 10. They got destroyed by the Jaguars before the Jaguars were even good. 38 to 10. Ooh. You know, they, they lost to the chiefs 27 to 24 and they barely beat the Raiders on uh, opening night, uh, 24, 19. 
that's why I'm not high on this team. I don't think this team's that good. Uh, I know they're going to the playoffs, but it's not a bitterness for me. It's just, I see it a lot where, you know, this is a team last year. Keep this in mind. The Raiders made the playoffs when the Raiders made the playoffs because that whole debacle, whatever that was taking a knee or whatever, when the Raiders made the playoffs, the chargers then were pushed down a peg on the uh, division standings. They fell to the third spot. So they're playing every team that was in third place that year, thus having a third place schedule. So this team is nine and six, but in reality, their schedule hasn't been that great. And the Rams on the other hand, have played a first place schedule. So if you swap the two schedules, I mean, don't you think the Rams would probably be nine and six considering they've been in a lot of the games. They've been in every game in the fourth quarter. I mean, if we, looking if we at ran it, the ball, the Rams, if we ran the ball, <laughs> Yeah, if they ran the ball, of course. But it's just, it's one of those things that, like, I'm not bitter. I just, I'm telling you the facts. I mean, the worst team in the playoffs right now would be the Chargers. Based on strength of schedule, they have the the lowest strength of schedule. And honestly, they have the worst strength of schedule outside of a few teams. The Titans, the Steelers, and uh, the Colts. Like, that's it. Like, in the AFC. So, then you look at the Rams. The Rams have one of the toughest strength of schedule, the 504, you know? And so I just, I look at the the Chargers, and I'm just not really impressed with them. And so I think this is an opportunity for the Rams uh, to, you know, potentially beat a team who's in the playoffs. So it's a big win for them. But also, I think it's an opportunity. I think AFC teams are going to be like looking at this. This is going to be study tape. This is really, this is going to be tape that you study. You're going to look at how the Rams, because you know, this is not just a, a, you know, a a bad team versus a good team. This Rams team is going to play like it's their Super Bowl. Right. And I think a lot of AFC teams are going to be able to, to take that material and and study off it. Yep. I think, like I said, I think Becker's going to go off. Um, They're going to find the weak weak points of the Chargers. Like you mentioned, the Chargers have to have to score touchdowns in the past, in the past, right? They've been running the ball in. They got to they got to score touchdowns in the past game. So if they don't figure that out by coming to playoffs, then it's going to get ugly. So I, I think they're spot on with the Chargers not being that impressive. Um, the fact that they didn't blow out the Colts the other week, uh, last week, um, is is a statement for that. So, um, you know, hey, the Rams have nothing to lose at this point. So go ahead yeah. and expose them. You know, get it, get it all out while we can. So. For, for next year, you know, we can be on the other side of this coin. So at the end of the day, Chargers are going to the dance. You know, at the, at the end of the day, they're going to the dance. So, you know, hopefully that they get their health, you know, healthy, you know, full throttle. But they're going to have to get this butt whooped this Sunday against the Rams. <laughs> yes, yes. And the Rams can't play spoiler for the Chargers. If they lost last week, they could have. Uh, but they can next week against Seattle. So we uh. also... Uh, yeah, well, well it, it counts twice, like you said. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get you guys ready for that game next week, later on next week. But we'll also have a post game of this game. So uh, be sure to check that out. It's been a lot of fun, Cam. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, you and I both are very excited for this game and we'll see how it goes. But that's going to do it from us. BetOnline.ag presents this show and uh, appreciate them for that. And uh That's going to be it. So you guys take care and go Rams. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.